Tonight, we want to continue our series, Jesus and Love and Others. And tonight, we're going to look at love isn't always easy. And you know, we talked a little bit last week about love and, and how it's hard to love some people. But tonight, we want to take it even a, a step further and look at God's Word and, and what He tells us that we must do to those who talk about us or persecute us. In today's technological world and technology, we live in offers many ways to brand someone, an enemy. If you sudden think of it, how many of you have ever been attacked on Facebook? Anyone ever been attacked on Facebook that you know someone put something about you and you knew it was about you, but anyone ever, anyone admit that? That you, you, or you thought that somebody was talking about you? On uh, junior high, whatever, like on, yeah, all right. Whenever it was, all right. On Twitter, people go back and forth. Um, you know, you know, it, it, it's what today's technology does. Technology is all about, it's easy to talk about people. It's easy to, um, you know, in, in a way or the other to attack someone. Unlovable people have been around since God created the world. When Jesus came to earth 2,000 years ago, he ushered in a new way of relating to God by accepting the love gift of his son. And teaching this new type of believer about God's love, Jesus wanted to show people what real love really looked like. With that in mind, he started teaching about a new way of expressing God's love, and that was by loving enemies. Loving those who love back is very easy. Jesus was preparing his disciples and all believers to realize that following him may be difficult at times. And one of those hard things to do would be to love those who are unlovable. Again, we talked a little bit last week about what Jesus' commandment is in the first two commandments. And he said what? Love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your mind. What else? Heart, right? Heart, soul, and mind. He said to love God with everything, basically. And then he said what? The second one is to what? Love your neighbor. Not just love your neighbor, but love your neighbor as yourself. You know, again, there are people who love themselves a lot, and they take time, you know, to fix themselves and to look the best they can. But tonight, we want to take it even a step further. As said in Matthew 5, 43 to 48, it says this. As part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he says this. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's what the world teaches. The world tells you to hate. To love those people who are your friends, but hate your enemies. You know, don't have nothing to do with your enemies. You know, you, you hate them. And that's very easy to do. But what does he say? But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I want to stop there for a second because I think this right here is the key for us to think about. Notice what it said. It says to love those, not just to love them, but pray for those who persecute you. What does persecute mean? What does persecute mean? Anyone in this room have been persecuted? You've been persecuted? All right, Jerron. What does persecute mean? Okay, a very, very powerful word of opposition. All right. Anybody else? Hmm? To judge? All right. Anyone else? Somebody says something now? Being on trial. 
Persecute means that someone comes against you. That it's a battle. That they 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 either talking about you or they putting you down. And in in today in the world today, there are Christians today who are being persecuted every day for their love of Christ. They're actually being killed for their love of Christ. And this is what Jesus basically is talking about in the Sermon on the Mount. He's saying it's going to become a time when people are going to be persecuted. But he doesn't say to go out and hate them and to try to kill them. What does he say? That we must what? Pray for them. Wow. That's hard to do. If I had to stand there and I didn't tell you that was easy to do, I'd be lying to you. Because it's easy to love those who love you back. But when somebody is talking about you, and to say that I'm going to pray for them, that brings a whole nother picture and story. That's a whole nother issue. Imagine for a second, you're in school, and you know this person in the school doesn't like you. You've heard them talking about you. You know everyone in the school knows they've been talking about you putting you down, called you all sorts of names. But yet you come that morning to school and you see that person and you say, good morning, how are you doing today? Let me ask a question, how easy would that be? That would be, that would be hard, right? That would be very hard when you know, when you know that this person has talked about you, called you all sorts of names, But what do you think people would say about you? What do you think that those on the outside looking and saying, boy, something must... Huh? Does it mean you're lacking friends? Okay. Or they might say to you, something must be wrong with you. You know Sheila don't like you. And you know she's been talking bad about you. And she called you all these names. I can't even repeat what she called you. But yet you over there talking to her like nothing's wrong. In fact, we're supposed to take that again a step further. We're supposed to go and pray for that person. And now I'm talking about, I'm saying to go to God and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I pray that Sheila get run over by a bus tonight. All right? We're not talking about that type of prayer or we hope something wrong happens to Sheila. No. We're supposed to go to God and say, Dear God, you know that it's very hard for me right now to love Sheila. But God, I pray for Sheila, and I pray that somehow you might get a hold of her heart and that you convict her of this. That's the type of prayer he wants, not the one to get run over by a bus. Or you might think it's something even worse, all right? Jesus is making it very clear that it's not easy. It's not easy to love those who are your enemies. It's very hard. He goes on in verse 45, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Again, Jesus makes it very clear. Look, if you just love those who love you back, what reward is in that? It's easy. It's easy to love someone who loves you. It's, it's easy. I mean, if someone gives you gifts and everything else, it's very easy to love them back. But when that person just giving you hate and anger and all sort of persecution and whatever it may be, 
It's hard to love them. It's very hard. And I don't care how old you get in life, you're going to always have people like that. You're going to have people who hate you. You're going to have people who talk about you. You know, for me, you know, I, I, I look at this and I, and, I, and I know that, you know, for some of us, you know, no matter where you've been in life, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You, you, I could almost sense, I could almost not sense because I'm not that type, but I know in this room right now that you can think of someone who you either hate, and when I say hate, I don't want to say hate because that's a very strong word. You dislike strongly. All right. You, you strongly dislike. And I'm sure that as soon as I say somebody who hates you, or you may hate, I'm sure somebody could just come into your mind. Or someone you know that they just, you know, you have a problem with. Again, our world teaches us, our world teaches us to fight fire with fire. All right? Our world teaches us, if she call me this, I call her that. And I get back, we go back and forth, and what's going to end up happening? All right? We live in a culture right now in the Bahamas where, you know, fights happen just because yeah, you step on someone's shoe. So imagine a war of words going back and forth. Again, he says, what good is it? In verse 46, the second bar said, do not even the tax collectors do the same. And you have to understand what tax collectors were. They were people that nobody liked. Let me ask a question. How many of you like when you come to custom and you got to pay taxes to the government? Around you like it? I don't think no one likes to pay taxes. Like, I mean, honestly, if y'all, listen, if y'all could go back and change VAT right now, y'all would go change VAT. Because y'all ain't want to like to pay VAT, right? All right? But here it is, the tax collectors, listen, the tax collectors even love, other people love them. That's easy, that's simple. The most hated people in the town, the tax collectors. And verse 47 says, And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Verse 48, You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Again, what is the standard here? Is the standard another individual? No, the standard is Christ. The Bible talks about when Jesus came to this earth, He came to die for who? Who are what? Sinners. He even said in Romans, it talks about while we were still his what? Enemies. He died for us. Any of you in this room could die for an enemy? <laughs> no. But you know what Christ did? Christ is our example. Christ is who we're striving to be like. He is what we're looking at as what we should want to be like as a believer. So as you think of, of the person in your mind who you may say, you know what, I know she has a problem with me. I know she's jealous of me, or you may be jealous of her, you know, whatever, however it goes. Because we always like to point the finger to the other person. And you know what ends up happening in the war of words? Is that because I know that she doesn't like me, or he doesn't like me, or whatever, I'm going to try and make that person look bad. I'm going to try and make them look worse. 
But Christ is saying, look, pray for them. Pray to God about them. Talk to God about them. And like I said, sincerely pray for them. You know, I'm standing at night and I, and I can tell you, I've been there. I've been there where I felt that in my mind that I wish something would happen to a person. But then I realized, you know what? I need to pray for them. I had to pray for them. Because that was the only thing that even made me feel any bit better. Was to pray for them. Honestly, you may say, you're only telling me that because you're the youth pastor. You're only trying to sound super spiritual. But that ain't the truth. That ain't what it's about. It just made me feel better. Because you know what I said? God, I give it to you. I give that person to you because guess what? I can't do nothing else. I have to give it to you. Because what happens is we let it eat us alive inside. We have anger that comes in. We have bitterness that comes in. We have all these things that eats us alive, and we just can't get over it. And never get, we never get over it. Romans 13, 8 to 10 says this, Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments say, You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. Again, as we said last week, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Again, you have to love people the way you love yourself. And for some of us, if we only love some people half as much as we love ourselves, we'd be in a far place. And I know some guys in this room thinking, yeah, you're talking about them girls, could they just take forever to get ready? No, no, some guys just as bad. Don't, don't, you know, don't let, don't let, don't let guys fool you. I mean, you know, they got to be in there, make sure this right, you know, the hot tilted this way right, you know, you know, and all sorts of things and take forever. But tonight I want us to really take this truth. Take this truth, and, and again, as you think of an individual or individuals who you need to go to God and say, you know what, God, I pray for her. I pray for him. I pray that you'd work in their heart and their life. I pray that you'd work in my heart and life to forgive that person. You know what it'd be like if, if, if you just said to yourself, I'm just going to go and forgive that person? Like you just walk to them on Monday morning and say, hey, you know what, I know you've been talking about me, I know you've been saying these things about me, and you've been calling me this, and this, and this, and this, and even that. But you know what, I just want you to know that God loves you. I prayed about it, I prayed to God about you. Not, to, not for you to get run over by a bus, don't sit a spot. But to say that I really want you to genuinely forgive. I want to forgive you. I want to say, you know what? I really want to put whatever you said about me behind us. In fact, why can't we be friends? You know, that, that's, that's a hard thing to do, right? That's a hard thing to do, right? 
How many of y'all say it's a hard thing to do? But guess what? Christ paid that ultimate sacrifice for us. He did it for us. He came down to us when we wanted nothing to do with him. He came and died for us when we wanted, when we were his enemies. Nothing to do with him. So tonight, as we go in our small groups, I want us to just look at the questions and, and you know, we're not going to look at them right now because I just want us to spend time in our groups about them. And I want us to just apply this and I want us to think, you know, tonight, how can I apply it again? You can apply that by just praying to God about that person or persons. Pray to God to, about that person's life. Because you know what sometimes why people talk about each other? They have a low self-esteem. They want to make themselves feel better. But the bottom line is this. That if we say we love Christ with everything, we must love our neighbor as ourselves. And who's our neighbor? Not the person who lives next door. But those we associate ourselves, those who are around us. So I challenge you tonight, again, to pray about it. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. Thank you for this truth that is very hard to, Father, to, to apply to our lives. It's hard. It's hard to think that those who persecute us, those who talk about us, those who put us down, that we are to, to pray to you about them in an honorable way. Father, I pray that you would forgive us for the many times that we join in the war of words, that we join in and just talking bad back. I pray that you'd help us to, again, just, just apply this to our lives, that we would truly say to you, Father, we want to forgive this person. We want to be in a relationship just to be a friend. And Father, I pray that you would help me as, Father, even for me to uh, apply this to my everyday life. Because it's so hard to fall into the trap of this world. Father, I pray that you'd be with us the rest of this night, that you'd be on in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.